Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church on the third Sunday of Advent. Maybe you've noticed it is this season of Christmas that is coming just a few days away. Uh, so that's something that we need to be mindful of. Uh, I want us this morning, as we're getting to the point of lighting this candle of joy, uh, I want us to be thinking about how does light and joy connect with one another. And have that in your mind go throughout this morning uh, in our time of worship. Uh, I want you to turn to your announcements this morning. There are a few extras besides what you see in here. Uh, I want to begin with reminding folks that next Sunday there will not be Sunday school. Uh, so uh, come at the time of the hospitality time around 10 o'clock is when we'll be gathering. And the doors will be open a little bit before that, but not much. This won't be here for the Sunday school hour. Uh, also, I wanted to let you know, after the children's uh, time up here, there is Children's Church again this morning. Uh, that will be the last one until the beginning of the year. Uh, so we will uh, have the kids go at that time. I wanted to share with you this announcement about Roger McMurrin, pastor. Life service that is planned uh, for Thursday, uh, December 21st at 9.30 at the Redeemer Orthodox Presbyterian Church, and that's in Beaver Creek on Fairfield Road. Uh, so if that's something you want to be a part of uh, and help the, the family in their time of grief, uh, please join them uh, on Thursday at 9.30. When you look inside your bulletin at the, the actual announcements there, Blood Drive is tomorrow. Uh, so if you have not signed up for that, but you would like to, there's still time for you to do that. And as you can see, there are plenty of spots available. And each time uh, we take that opportunity to give, it is uh, saving lives. So make that a, a something for you at least to consider. The men and women's group will be meeting this week. Uh, and as their closing of the year celebration. So if you would want to be a part of that, please do that. And then a, a special announcement from our, our friend Sharon Booth, who uh, her son, she has a, a charity shoe drive in his memory uh, of Matthew Booth. It is tomorrow. Uh, you can bring new shoes over to uh, the thrift store on Dayton Avenue. Uh, and that would be something that she would appreciate as uh, she tries to do uh, something in his memory. Uh, with that, I want us to be begin our time this morning and taking in this uh, the prelude and the introit. Let us prepare for worship.
We're going to light the candle of joy. Our mouths are full of laughter. Our hearts cry out in joy. On great things for us, God's light has shined on us. We are witnesses to the light. Light shines brightly and fills us with gladness. We light the candle of joy, ready to receive the light and share it with others. God has done great things for us. God's light has shined on us. Please stand and join with me in the opening hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, hymn number 196. be seated. Please join with me in the opening prayer found in your bulletin. Lord of impending light, we rejoice in your compassion for us. You send us your light and your healing love so that we may become better representatives of you in this world which cries for justice and peace. Be with us this morning as we offer our praise and draw us in by the Spirit through your word that is shared with us. Amen. Okay, children, please come forward for our children's moments.
Okay, who's who wants to come up? You get can, you get candy if you come up. They're coming. You get you get candy canes if you come up. Come on up. You're okay. You're okay. Okay, as they come up, uh, they're found in your pews. There's a little pink piece of paper. I want. I would like everybody to pass a piece of paper down so the congregation can join with us um, in our our little mid mid service activity. And you'll need one of those little small golf pencils eventually. <laughs> okay, you guys can come, you guys can face me, but everybody wave to you guys are doing a good job facing and smiling. Everybody wave and smile, everybody. We are going to talk about joy, and I know, look at the smile on the faces coming back at you. You guys just brought them joy. Okay, so come face me now. We're going to have a talk. Look this way. Look this way. Hey, guys. Over here. Hey. I like your shirt. It's flannel. <laughs> flannel Sunday. I had flannel Friday at school, and now it's flannel Sunday. Well, okay, so what does this word say? Can anybody read this word? What is this word? Joy. So the candle, the pink candle on the Advent candle is the candle of joy. So we're going to talk about joy. Um, where's my, my notes? So does anybody, can anybody tell me what joy means? It's a three-letter word, very short, but it's really powerful. What does joy mean? Can you give me a definition of joy? Anybody want to try? This might be tough. It is tough. You want to try it? Okay, I, I have a definition ready, just in case. <laughs> so what is joy? It is a feeling of happiness. Now, the dictionary says it's a really deep feeling of happiness. Okay. My next question for you, and when you guys go to children's church, you are going to write down on this piece of paper, did I have enough? Here you go, buddy. You can face me here. Ian, Ian, can you read this? What does that say? Joy. What brings you to joy? What brings you joy? So when you guys have time, when you go back to your room, maybe as a starter, as a starter to your lesson, if you have time, where you could just think about what brings you happiness, what makes you happy. I did this to all my students at my high school this week because it was joy week at our high, my high school, and I had quotes um, every day. And if you, could get, if you got this quote and knew the author of this quote, they, they got the can, a candy bar of their choice. But I started the day with a quote, a joyful heart is the inevitable result of a heart burning with love. And one of my... And one of my students emailed me back and said that was Mother Teresa. So Mother Teresa said that quote. But then I did a survey. I asked them to give me what brings them joy. And then I offered them an example. Me saying hi to my students every morning as I drink a cup of coffee brings me joy. Is it the coffee? It's the coffee and the students. <laughs> um, seeing smiling faces brings me joy. Okay, so what brings you a a deep feeling of happiness, okay? The Bible says that 
those deep feelings of happiness, those times when we feel really good, um, that is because we have faith in God. We know that even in hard times, God is there. So even in struggles, we can find joys in the small things in life because we have Jesus with us. Okay, so when you get back, and maybe if there's if if the adults in the congregation would like to join us, use this pink slip of paper, those of you in the audience, and you you all um, put down what brings you joy. It could be big, like teaching somebody something, or it could be small, like a cup of coffee. But it all comes from Jesus. Okay, so this brings me joy every year too is to give out these candy canes look at is it it's a j is that the right way j for joy so can you guys help me can you can you help me pass these out And then, who, who doesn't have one? Oh, He's good, got it. good. Okay, so, put this in the offering plate, you young adults out there. Um, give it to me at the, after the sermon, or, and as you go back to children's church, maybe give this to Miss Lynn during your children's church. Okay, so let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being with us and bringing us joy every day. Let's think about how we can pass on that joy to others um, this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, you guys can go to Children's Church. Please join in the prayer hymn. Let all mortal silence, verses 1 and 2. It's number 626. Let us continue our time of worship in prayer with joy. Please join me in a time of prayer.
Lord of love and light, you bring to us more than we can imagine. When we think about what it means for us to be happy, what it means for us to find joy, there are so many things that enlighten us, that give us something inside that wants us to cry out with excitement. With just a, a feeling inside us that we have called joy. It's, it's hard to explain as we were just, and with talking with the children, we were talking about how do we say what brings us joy. Lord, we are grateful that there are so many ways that you have created for us. Things to, to look at with our eyes and to, to see the beauty and it brings us joy. For us to be able to interact with one another and find different ways that we celebrate one another. Lord, we are grateful for all of these things. And the ways that we are able to find joy in each other's lives. Lord, there is more that you offer us. There is more that that you bring to life in us. When you poured out your love so much that you came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, when we grasp the the understanding of what this is for us, there isn't anything that can describe what we have within us. But we try to do it with a three-letter word, joy. The joy is Jesus. Jesus is the one who is the source of our joy. Lord, help us to understand this. Help us to grasp it completely. Help us to live it out. So Lord, we ask that anyone here who may be experiencing something that seems to overshadow their joy. Lord, we ask for Jesus to be the one that they look to to lift that. That it would free them from whatever it is that weighs them down. That they would truly understand and experience the joy within. Lord, we can sense it. We can sense that you are in our midst. May your love bring us that joy. It's contagious. Contagious to those that we share this joy with each and every day. Give us courage, O God, to allow the joy that you've given us to be experienced by the world around us. Let us now share the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. (coughs) Excuse me. Friends, we are so loved and blessed. We have been given this source of joy within us, which creates more than joy, but generosity 
as we are able to share our life with others. Today we have an opportunity to share as we do each and every week and an opportunity for second mile giving for our Christmas offering. And if you don't have one of the envelopes, just write on the memo, Christmas offering. And we will be using that for our benevolence fund to help share our love for our neighbors. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
please join as we dedicate this offering. Lord, you have blessed our lives in so many ways. Receive these tokens of our blessings and cause them to work in this world, which you have loaned to us to make light shine in the darkness and peace an attainable goal in all conflicts. We offer these gifts in Jesus' name. Amen. Please remain standing for the gospel reading. Our gospel reading comes from John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. This is John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? John confessed he didn't deny, but confessed, I'm not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? John said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? John answered, No. They asked, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who have sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied, I am a voice crying out in the wilderness. Make the Lord's path straight, just as the prophet Isaiah said. Those sent by the Pharisees asked, Why do you baptize if you aren't the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water. Someone greater stands among you whom you don't recognize. He comes after me, but I'm not worthy to untie his sandal straps. This encounter took place across the Jordan in Bethany, where John was baptizing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. 
I have really been frustrated during Advent this year because, well, I haven't felt very well uh, throughout this whole time uh, in order to get into that spirit of the season. It has been my tradition, although for uh, many years on Thanksgiving weekend or even before, to put up some kind of Christmas lights display outside the house. Now, mind you, it, it has never been anything extravagant. Uh, I would wrap our trees in bushes or the porch posts with lights or, or string lights across the, the front of the house. And for a few years, I lined our, our front walkway uh, with rope light to welcome any of the visitors that would come to our home. Suzanne would provide greenery and wreaths with ribbons uh, for me to hang and other decorations and lawn ornaments to display. I did actually on Friday uh, have enough energy for the first time in the past three weeks to actually put a few lights outside the house. Uh, so that was good. I, I can't say I always enjoyed setting, setting it all up because sometimes it was bitterly cold out when I uh, would do it. Luckily, it was like 45, 50 degrees this week. However, every time that I would come home on, on these dark nights of winter, I'd be greeted by the bright lights and my spirits would be lifted. It, it is as if the lights lift the weight of the darkness that surrounds me. There is something about light that gives us energy, joy, life. For a moment, just consider that we are told in the first three verses of our Bible that all of creation began with God speaking the words, let there be light. We can't deny that light is essential to life. So it should be of no surprise to us to hear the gospel writer's poetic introduction of Jesus Christ to the world saying, in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. We don't just put Christmas lights up 
because we like how they brighten our homes, neighborhoods, and attitudes. We do it because Jesus is the light of life that truly brings joy to life. The lights are a sign A sign for all to see that only Jesus in our life can dispel any darkness that weighs on us and weighs on the world. As John declared, Jesus is the light for all people. So how do we, the people of the light, keep the light of Christ in the spotlight? Well, to answer this question, there is no better place to turn than to the original spotlight director. John the Baptist. Now, all four gospel writers introduced Jesus through him. However, in John's gospel, in just three verses, we can learn all we need to know regarding John the Baptist's ministry that can help us to direct the spotlight on Jesus as well as he did. John the gospel writer described John the Baptist like this. A man named John was sent from God. Now this is a a simple statement, but it has profound implications. Will Willimon in his book, Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation, that we've been using as inspiration for this sermon series, uh, had this to say. John is no free agent who speaks for himself. He is sent from God as an emissary who testifies to the light. This preacher doesn't share himself or give you a peek into what's on his heart. John's authorization to witness is external, sent from God. John is commissioned by God to deliver a message about the dawning of light. Now, throughout the scriptures, we hear of messengers sent from God and understand them as as angels or other heavenly creatures who come with the Lord's authority and message. But here, a shift is made. A man named John is employed by God and deployed from God. When it came time for the world to be introduced to Emmanuel, God with us, God chose to send a person created in his image with the task. Now, angels may have announced Christ's birth, but God has chosen humanity to direct the spotlight in Jesus' direction. Jesus himself made this clear to us, his disciples, when he said, I've received all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So like John, we have been sent with authority from God. Being sent and going are two different things though, aren't they? To keep the spotlight on Christ, we must accept that we are sent from God. Even though we know from Luke's gospel that John was inspired by the Holy Spirit from the time he was in the womb, he had to at some point in his life, accept the job. We are all sent from God with authority. Imagine, imagine the profound implications if all Christ's disciples accepted the job to shine the light 
of Christ. Now, we, we all aren't sent in the same way. We don't all have to wear clothes made of camel hair and preach in the wilderness like John. Or become a pastor of a church and preach from the pulpit like me. These are just a few ways that God has deployed those who are sent from God. However, there is something all of us disciples have in common when it comes to why we are sent. The gospel writer clarified why, writing about John the Baptist, stating, He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. We can't underestimate the impact that John had because he accepted that he was sent from God and he went. Sure, he had a, a unique story to tell regarding his relationship with Jesus that would invite others to believe what he believes. And it is also through Luke that we learned John's conception was a miracle announced to his father, Zechariah, a priest by an angel who told his father that his son would be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to be a righteous guide in the ways of the Lord, preparing the way for the Lord who would come after him. Also, John's mother, Elizabeth, was related to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and while she was pregnant with John, rejoiced with Mary over Mary's pregnancy with Jesus. Elizabeth, inspired by the Holy Spirit, affirmed Mary that her child would be God's anointed one. That's all we were told in the scriptures about John before he preached in the wilderness. But I have to think there's more to his story and his relationship with Jesus. And I trust that he shared his story as part of his preaching in sharing his story, he directed others to the light of Christ. And for us to direct the spotlight on Jesus, we share our stories so others might believe. Now, my story is unique from yours. But all of ours begin with someone else sharing their story with us. If it wasn't for my grandmother sharing her faith with my mother... And my mother sharing her faith with me, I would not have grown up with Jesus. If it wasn't for my cross-country coach, <coughs> his name was Mr. Williams. If it wasn't for him, I would not have considered Jesus as someone to acknowledge in my life outside of Sunday morning. Then there's my wife who encouraged me to know more of the Lord through Sunday school, which is where I met Travis. And Travis showed me how serving others draws us closer to Christ. And I can't forget about this preacher that I heard one night, whose name I, I don't remember, who introduced me to the person of Jesus, who is risen and alive, who wanted a real relationship with me. And now I can share, I know Jesus. I know Jesus, the one who has given me new life in him, 
who through the Holy Spirit has transformed and is transforming my heart and life to live now in certain hope of life everlasting in Him. That's my story. Tell your story. And maybe our stories will be part of someone else's. There's one more thing I want to mention from the gospel writer's description of John the Baptist, which reads, He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. Yeah, John had a pretty awesome story, one with angels and miracles, not to mention being genetically related to Jesus' family. He, He could have shared the spotlight instead of directing the spotlight on Jesus, but he didn't. John was attracting a large following, large enough for the religious leaders to be concerned about his intentions. When the religious leaders came to see him out in the wilderness, he had the opportunity to lift up his own name when they asked him, John, who are you? However, John declared he was only relevant as one making a path that led straight to Jesus. His purpose, his mission, was to share Christ's significance, not his. For us to keep the light of Christ in the spotlight, we share our stories for Christ's sake, not ours. Our life stories provide us with various opportunities to gain status and popularity in the world. Our stories do have significant impacts on people's lives in in, in many different ways. However, if we only use our platforms for lifting up ourselves, then we are stealing the spotlight from Jesus. Jesus has to be an integral part of our lives, so much so that he can't be missed in our stories. Willimon shared, God didn't wait for us to come to our senses, finally wake up, Listen to our better angels and move toward the light. God sent Matthew, Mary, Coach Williams, Travis with the news. Somebody had to love Jesus enough, love us enough to take the time to tell us the story, to live and walk in the light so that we were attracted to it. What story does our life tell? Does the light of Christ shine through it? Friends, if someone did not witness to us concerning the light who is Jesus Christ, we would still be in the dark. There are many around us who remain in the dark. God chose us, the disciples of the light, to shine the spotlight on Christ. So accept that we are sent from God. To share our stories for Christ's sake so others might believe that Jesus is the light. The light of the world who gives life which darkness cannot overcome. The light is in you and the light is in me. Let's dispel the darkness and bring Jesus into the spotlight for all to see as best we can. Amen.
Please rise as we sing together. Angels from the realms of glory. Verses 1 through 3, number 220. Jesus is the light for all people. Jesus is our joy. This is the connection that we all need to make so that we truly can shine the light of Christ for joy to be expressed into the world. Let us bring joy to the world. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.